Um, so this is recording. Katie and I were talking the other day, Ashley, I'll fill you in that these calls have been, and if you're watching the replay, welcome. Um, these calls have been super, not a lot of attend attendees this year. And we honestly, that's okay. We are viewing it as kind of like your invitation to join us in a live podcast interview, even though this is not a podcast. It's kind of like the way Katie and I kind of reframed it. Like you're going to have conversations, whether, you know, we want to support you live 100%, but if you can't make it live and you're watching the replay, we want you to get value as well. So we are going to keep offering these. And if you're watching the replay, we are rethinking things maybe for next school year, but maybe not. We will see. So with all that said, we're going to get started with who is here. So I'm so excited to have you ladies here tonight. And um, I know it is just like inching closer and closer towards the end of the school year. And so we're going to just touch on that tonight. Just like your feelings. Um, do you know your situation going into next school year? Are you... How are you doing right now? Are you hanging in there? Like be as honest. This is a safe space for you to be as honest as you want. Um, just like, I just want to just be honest with you. I, I think I've mentioned before, I, I know Katie knows this because like, I told her the other day, but I am in a membership site for membership site owners. I know it's kind of like a long sentence, but we had a member call this morning and I was kind of like holding back and someone was like, well, what's wrong? Cause they broke us up into like breakout sessions. And I, and I just was like, I just, I've been feeling a little defeated about a few things, not this, but just like some stuff um, going on behind the scenes that are just like, just hard stuff, you know, being, um, and they were, they were like, well, this is a safe space for you to just talk because we get it. And I'm like, that's something I need to say to my Harmony members, because whether you are here live, whether you are not, this is always a safe space for you to feel like, and I've told you guys from the very beginning, I will never ever use any, I know some podcasts do that and that's totally fine. That's their decision. We will use like conversations from a Zoom call on their podcast, like a replay. I will never do that because I view these calls as just us. It's just us. The only people that are ever here or see this is just Harmony members and that's it. Okay, so with that said, moving forward, what do you ladies have to talk about? What are you feeling? What questions do you have moving forward? Um, Ashley, I know, where did I see you post that? Maybe it was a post that Katie asked the other day. I'm trying to remember, but you said, I think you were saying something like fourth and fifth grade is still your, um, let me, I'm, I want you to say it, but I think I read you say something like fourth and fifth grade is still your, your struggle. I wouldn't want to say struggle, but well, what your focus is on. And then you feel like you're a little bit nervous when you like, before you still see them. Is that what you said? Something around yeah. along those lines? I, I, okay. Yeah. I don't remember which post it was, but I do remember. Yeah. I read it somewhere. I don't know. Um, yeah. So I started a world drumming unit with the older kids and it's been actually going pretty well. Like I feel like they're just, they're into it. So they, they want to get stuff done. So they're working a little bit harder towards like controlling themselves. But I still find myself like when I go into those fifth grade classes and I'm like, Oh, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, because mm -hmm. I've had some like really rough classes with them, but you know, Murphy's all they like proved me wrong this week and did really well this oh, week. Oh, good. That's been good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, oh, it's changing our schedule soon. But for the past like two months, the related arts, we've been on a rotating sub schedule. So that's been really tough because it's like constantly like we're getting called out like sub this class cover for this teacher, do this, mm -hmm. do that. And it's like we plan all this stuff and then, you know, we don't get to teach. So we're unhappy. You know, the kids aren't getting their 
in-person specials. The teachers aren't able to get done what they need to get done. So it's just like a big pool of unhappiness, but they're changing out the schedule soon. So that won't be an issue much longer. And positive news, I had my post-observation interview today and it went really well. Good. It's my second year teaching. So in your first two years of teaching, I believe you get two interviews or two um, observations. Mm -hmm. So he observed me teach my first grade class and he, yeah, he really liked it. Um, He's like, our, our, our district has this bid system. So every year, everyone's jobs go up for bid. And then like, it starts with Mm -hmm. the people with the the most seniority and they get to pick where they want to go. And then it just makes its way down. And he's like, I hope we have you again next year. So it's like, (gasps) That's so nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. That's sure. I haven't heard of that happening very often. Where remind me what state you're in? I'm in Pennsylvania. It's not that's even right. A big thing in Pennsylvania is mm-hmm. just what my district okay. does, which is interesting. Like you would think they wouldn't want people moving around a lot because that causes confusion. Well, the reason why they do it is because they want people to stay. So, mm-hmm. like, if someone's been in district for ten years and they're like, "I hate being in this building." Well, they're like, well, you can move oh. to another building. So. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Which like a ton of may people. or may not help. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I knew teachers that would move to a new school and then there'd still just be, it's the attitude part of it. You know, it's like, well, if your mindset's not good here, just switching to another school. Sometimes it does. Sometimes, you know, the relationships are better, but it's like, sometimes it's just that particular person, but. Well, that is so good to hear. I know that's encouraging to you getting that review. It really makes you feel, I've talked about it before, reviews are not everything because an observation for a music teacher is, you know, they probably only, let's be honest, see you twice. And then the rest of the school year, they're not really quite sure what's going on, especially this year. You were doing a lot of virtual teaching. So it's really hard sometimes, even if you get like even a couple of, I won't even call them negative, but constructive feedback um, on your, you know, review, it's kind of disheartening because you're like, well, wait a minute, I do that. I have done that. You just haven't seen it. You've seen me, what, one time for 45 minutes. So uh, it's so tough. And I know, and a lot of times too, I don't know what your administrators like, but they don't know anything about music. So they're just kind of like doing a generic assessment that they do with the classroom teachers. And it can't be done the same way. You're not, you know, so um that's great, Ashley. And that's encouraging. And my thought when I've wanted to tell you this too, when I've um, heard you talking about your fourth and fifth graders, I remember those feelings, second year of teaching and the older students, I wouldn't say like they intimidate you, but it's like, it is a little nerve wracking because you know, they are, you just teach them differently than you do the littles. It's just, you just do because they're different ages. And so it is a little intimidating because it's like, you're also trying to figure out your personality and your teaching style, but also like, how much do I push? How much do I pull? How much do I let my personality out versus being the um, strict, you know, like it's like this constant ebb and flow of how much do I do with what? And, you know, and then the fifth graders, especially this time of year starting to get, I have a fifth grader at home. (laughs) They're starting to get this. I'm too cool for everything. Like he corrected himself the other day and said, mommy, I mean, mom. And I went, Oh, or they're okay. But they're just like this awkward age where they're like, I'm so old, but they're not. So it is just like, I know. So part of it is those nerves you're feeling are normal. And I know Katie can touch on that too. It's like, 
you're not nervous to teach them. Like you're prepared with a lesson, you're ready to go, but it is, you never know what's going to come at you. You know, like you said, well, this week they did, they decided to show up, but it's just so hard because you don't know what moods, <laughs> I'm just being honest, like what moods they're going through, what happened. Like there's like this petty girl drama going on behind the scenes all the time. And the boys are always mad about something with sports or whatever. And you always have one child making noises for whatever reason. It's just always this, like, you feel like you're fighting against so many other things going on that it can feel defeating. So I just wanted to let you know that when I read your post, I meant to tell you that earlier and I forgot, but that um, it's normal to feel that way. And honestly, going into year three, I've said this before, and I, I know Katie said this before, and other teachers have said this before. I don't know what it is about year three, but it's like this magic year where all of a sudden, it may be different because of this year, because of COVID, but maybe not. But year three, you're just going to be like, your third graders will then, you know, since this will be your three for you next year, will be fifth graders. And you'll be like, oh, you're going to still view them as fifth graders, but you're not in a way. It's kind of weird. You're going to also be like, but I know you, but we have a better relationship than I did with the fifth graders last year or the year before. So it does become easier. You become like, and they get more used to you where you don't even feel like you're going over procedures as much, having to remind them and redirect them so much. There will be those days, trust me, but it's not going to feel like as much because you're just going to grow in your confidence every single day you you go. So that was a speech from Jessica. So welcome to my TED Talk. Um, <laughs> but Katie, what about you? Do you feel like, do you feel that way? Like anything I touched on with fourth and especially fifth grade, like is there truth to that? You feel like yes. just. Yeah. And my student teacher, she has one more week of teaching. Um, oh, wow. I'm like, you know how people say like, oh, the Sunday scaries and it's that anxiety, like knowing all day that you have to go to work tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It's like that, but it's going to last for like the next week and a half that I have to like get back in front of them, especially um, because it's the end of the year. I'm like, they're going to be out of control. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's doing great. Um, but today she and I were talking about fifth grade or maybe it was, no, it was today. Um, in the change that she's seen in her fifth graders from the beginning of the year or beginning of, you know, this calendar year. So in January, mm -hmm. when she started yeah. to now and like, Oh, their attitudes. Oh yeah. They're like out of control. That's what I told her. I said, if I can be honest, like our Monday fifth grade class, I like am not, I would not say I'm my, I am excited to get them back from you because they just like, I can be redirect looking them in the eyes redirecting them and they're like still having a conversation about something else mm -hmm. and I told her I said and like the difference is like there's one child I've known him for three years now but one of the other children that's doing that behavior she is new this year mm -hmm. and I feel like I don't have as much like control in that situation with yeah. her and redirecting her like she will like look me in the eyes and continue to do what she's doing whereas the other kid he kind of knows where my line is and he knows like how far I'll let him push it before he's got to cut it out. Um, so yeah, fifth grade, like this time of year, it's just like, you know, let them come in your room, everybody make it out alive and we'll all be okay. Which in like, I hate that they get that way because I, know. I want to enjoy my like last few weeks with them. Yeah. Especially like once, like, you know, I'm in my third year. So like they're my babies. And I've, you know, I've known them since they were in third grade. And my first year I did 
a um, Christmas program with them that year. Like that was kind of mm -hmm. one of my big things is I wanted to do like a program um, with a grade level. And so like, I have a lot of good memories tied to that class, but it's also like, y'all are driving me up the wall. Yeah. Um, so yes, fourth and fifth grader, very interesting people right now. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. and she, but my student teacher said, I almost want to like follow them to middle school and kind of watch them get humbled again. Oh like yeah. Watch them get shy because it would be really interesting just as like a study of children's personalities, like watching them shift back to like, oh, I'm not the big kid on campus anymore. Yeah. I said, yeah, they're definitely going to be in for a little awakening Yeah, when they get to middle school. Yeah. And it's hard with lesson planning. And it's hard for even like when I created the Harmony lesson plans, because fifth grade, I just wanted to put like a big whatever, because it's the truth. It's mm -hmm. like, it, it's like you still have objectives to teach, you know, the, na the national standards, your state standards, district standards, all the standards tell you what you can do with fifth grade. But it's also like, but they're kind of done. So yeah. it's, it is, it's very hard. So my advice with fifth graders, especially is a lot of technology, although that's pretty much all they've been doing this year. Let's be honest, especially with virtual teaching. It's a lot, just a lot of, I love at the end of the school year with fifth grade, what I started doing was a lot of comp composing, a lot of composing. Like I just, I remember one year just creating a, um, and I think I put that in the lesson plan packs, but like a big composition unit because it was literally like, okay, we're building whatever you did last class period, we're going to continue on from there. And they weren't even like able to like get distracted or to get, annoy their neighbor because they knew like, this is, I basically put this giant project together and I was like, we're doing this. I turned it more, I, I decided to turn the like, not even the whole last nine weeks of school, probably the last, I would say like maybe three, four weeks of school with fifth grade into a like music appreciation class. I thought to myself, if they're going to start trying to act antsy and like the stuff we've been doing in here is getting boring or it's becoming redundant or whatever, then I'm going to, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. And honestly, I thought they would hate it. They loved it. They loved this just like different. It was just different than anything I'd done. And so that worked really well. So did writing raps, just giving them like a writing assignment, like and I know it sounds counterintuitive because you're like, well, wait, it's music class. They're sitting a lot already. They're already writing in their regular classroom, but it's also different because they get to write it, then perform it, then um, maybe, you know, with technology, add, go to a website and compose and um, all the skills they've been doing this year. Or you can do like a wrap up of all kinds of stuff or just do a bunch of activities, <laughs> just like make it fun. So, yeah, yeah it's it is really hard. And so I I hate that. But it is kind of one of those, if you can't beat them, join them. And I don't mean just like let them step all over you and let them do whatever they want. But at the same time, you're like, listen, I can either be stressed out about this the rest of the school year, or I can just like improvise and we're going to just do some learning activities where they're still learning music. I'm going to sneak the objectives in there somewhere, but we're going to just change it up a little bit. So that's, it's easier said than done. It's not just like, it's going to be perfect and sunshine and rainbows. No, but it is, it's, it's a hard, it's, it's humbling for sure. Like, Back to the what they didn't teach you in college, that's the that would be the seventh chapter of my book is fifth grade because nobody talks to you about that. They're just like, do this with kin kinder first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. Good luck. And then you're like, well, wait a second. Nobody says what's going to happen to these fifth graders in the school year. And I'm just going to be like, where'd you go? What happened? Where's my students I've had all year? It's it's a thing. Yeah. And I think also yeah. being willing to change your plans 
-hmm. Like I had planned to do, I have a choice board like project that I did my first year. And then my fifth graders, you know, didn't do it last year because I don't even remember like teaching for the last two months of school. Right. Think about the other year. It's like we didn't have really like virtual class. We just no. kind of said bye in March and crazy. had honors day at the end of the year. Oh, so like crazy. I don't I don't remember like teaching in April and May last year. No, it probably was crazy. did, but I don't remember. Um, but my student teacher is doing a mixtape project with them right now, oh, yeah. and I was like, I don't know if back to back, like hers isn't heavy research but it is like a personalized project um so i was like i don't know if back-to-back projects would work oh i see what you're saying we brainstormed today and i'm going to do a music olympics with the fifth graders because the olympics from last year are supposed to be summer oh okay Um, cool so my first week with them i'm going to do a lesson on like what are the Olympics? And they did their composer of the month for May was John Williams or May, April was John Williams that they learned with her. Mm-hmm. And so we will talk about like the Olympic theme and then we'll listen to different national anthems from some countries and um, kind of talk about like, you know, what does the national anthem represent in a country? And then I'll let them listen to, I think I picked 12 and then have them like pick a favorite or favorites and explain why. Mm-hmm. Um and then the other two weeks, because I'll have them for four weeks, I'm like scratching the last week because my plan literally says clean up the room and have fun for all grades. I just like didn't even plan. No, it's yeah. And so then the other two weeks, I'll have fifth grade. I thought of some activities they've done either with me or with her that are points based. And then I'm going to, but instead of having them compete in teams in the room, they'll be competing against the other home rooms. And then I'll put a piece of butcher paper out in the hallway and kind of keep score. And then maybe like the last week of school, like I'll withhold the last point value of whatever the last activity we do is, and then kind of reveal that in some, you know, grand manner, uh, maybe over the intercom or something. But I think that that should work. And once I have all the pieces, I'm, you know, happy to share that in the Facebook group, yeah, kind of what I've figured out. Cause that, you know, that's three weeks of materials. It's, you know, what are the Perfect. Olympics and the music tied to that? And then review games, review games. See you later. That's perfect. You were, yeah. when you were talking, I just had to develop a lesson plan for one of my grad classes uh, about integrating technology into a subject. Guess which one I picked? <laughs> no. So music. And so basically I, similar to what you just did, the students listen to and same thing. I am going to get better about really like I'm only in my first semester, but I promise you guys I'm going to share the things I'm learning. It's just I have a course in here. It's just got to come out and you guys Harmony members are going to get it for free. So it's just getting it all structured anyways. But this lesson I will go ahead and share with you um, and I can actually share it. It was basically same thing. Listen to two songs. I sent them to this website I found. Um, and now I can't remember, Smithsonian Folkway Recordings, I think it was, is what it was. And the students, they will listen to, I can't remember how I had them pick, but they, or it was by classes. Um, no, they were paired up with a partner. They each listened to two songs. And then, because I have to integrate technology, they would go to a Google, do, blah, 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 a Google um, sheet and then plug it in and then they had to turn it into a a graph from that and then they had to compare with the class and then they added it to the google classroom and all this stuff but um so if you wanted like 
have more ideas, like literally just have them plug stuff into a Google Sheet. They can see it with each other, share that, create a graph as a class, compare which who listened to what song, which one had the most instruments or what kind of instruments had whatever, what was the tempo, comparing and contrasting stuff. And it would really be like a cool end of the year wrap up too of compiling all the, you know, fundamentals they've learned in music too. So, um, yeah. I don't know if that made sense. <laughs> so that is just, um, anyways, grad school's kicking my butt, but, um, like right now I'm having to develop a website for, I don't care about these other subjects. I know that sounds really mean, but I don't. So we're able to do the arts and I love anything about music. And then when I can pick, I do music because that's what I'm wanting to do. I'm having to do math, science, social, I'm like, I don't want to do any of that. But, um, so that's been fun. Anyways, what else do you guys have going on? We do not have to stay for an hour if we don't need to, but I want to stay here as long as you need to, to be able to talk about anything going on, questions you have, mindset stuff that mindset blocks you may have going on, anything at all. Um, so yeah, just either of you, just feel free to ask. Katie, did you say you used, um, or used a little bit of the Quaver curriculum? Yes. I mean, Our, I've not looked at it in a long time yeah. because I've been just showing up to school and she does all the work. <laughs> um, but yes, I have used it all three years. Our uh, district, um, we, we put, well, I, I wasn't part of it, but we have a dean because we have so many buildings and he put together like a secondary committee and an elementary committee. And they're looking at getting Quaver because we don't have a curriculum right now in all 10 buildings are doing something different elementary buildings so i'm just i don't know she told us to look at it and see what we think and like it seems comprehensive a lot but i was wondering like do you use a lot of the like when you go in the lesson you can play the lesson it has like the slideshow like did you use the slideshow a lot or did you kind of just like go with here's a concept maybe use something and then integrate your own stuff i do both um, if I feel like they're, um, basically, yes, um, there is a, so like for my first graders, like the big kids, I feel like it's almost really easy to plan for them at this point in the year because they're very independent and I can go, Hey, do this. And they, they got it. But you know, the little kids like first and second grade, I got to hold your hands all the way through it. Um. So like for the first week I have them back, there's a lesson, it's actually a kindergarten lesson, um, pro tip and quaver, never have it starting on the home screen because it tells you what grade that lesson was built for. And my kids are still about a grade behind content wise, just because I'm not gonna like drill, like you have to know this stuff because nobody assesses them on it. So why stress about it? Um, so never have the home screen or like the front slide open because they're like, we're not in kindergarten. Um, well, you learn in a kindergarten stuff today, but yeah, so like there's a pre-made flight of the bumblebee lesson. So like, that's the first thing I'm going to do with them when I get them back. Um, but I also have built out my own lessons before. So like for the week of Halloween, second grade, there are a couple different, you can search by, um, there's like a section where you can search by holidays and seasons. And so I just like pulled a bunch of songs and there happened to be like, a rhythm, a movement, and something else. Like different songs that fit different like kind of standards. Um, so I have pieced together stuff before. 
And then there are some really good like little hidden gems. There is a spoons lesson series that I really loved. Um, and it was all like, there's writing elements in that lesson. There's videos of a guy that plays spoons. It's done through the, I'm gonna say it wrong. The African-American music museum. That's not the name of it, but the one in Nashville that just mm -hmm. opened up like recently. Um, in the past year, or they like redid it or something, but they, because Quaver is based out of Nashville, and so they kind of collaborated with that museum. Anyway, um, so there are some lessons where it's kind of like, eh, that's lacking, but you can build out your own lessons, and so I can like pull all of the pieces to that lesson, and then like shove in other stuff, and you can also upload your own, like you can insert a YouTube video into a Quaver slide, and then add that into a lesson. Um, you can make your own like text things. There's lots of, there's like a resource creation section in your dashboard and um, you there's lots of ways you can supplement what they have. But yes, if you have, once you get Quaver and if you have questions, like feel free to ask. I feel like I've kind of dug in all of the corners at Thank this you. point. I might not have used it, but I can at least like point you in the right direction of, mm -hmm. I'm like a little bit familiar with it because like right after I got out of undergrad, like I graduated and like three days later, I was subbing for a music teacher till the end of the school year and they use Quaver, but it was for middle school. So it was a little bit different, but mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So I get the gist of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's pretty like, if you just get in there and you start like digging for stuff and just like you have to just dedicate some time to looking at it because it is a lot and there's not really like super clear guidance on where to look for certain stuff. But just like click on all the buttons in the dashboard and you'll, it's pretty easy to figure out. Mm -hmm. That's what I did. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, any other questions, ladies? Anything you need? If a not, a nap. Yeah, I feel you, right. I do. My back My is hurting teacher today. got a job. Yay! Oh, that's awesome. Yes. That is awesome. He, yeah, there was another girl that was doing an elementary student teaching position, and that teacher was retiring, and she just kind of like slid in the back door and got that job. And like, love her. She's a friend of mine, but also I was a little salty that <laughs> my student teacher was not given an opportunity to, to even interview yeah. there. Um, but then there were a couple other elementary schools that were like probably not going to be the easiest adjustment as a first year teacher. Um, so we were like, you know, would you rather do that or a middle school choir position open up and she plays bassoon, but has some choral experience um, like from high school. She's always been in like, you know, literary meets and um, she like not placed for governor's honors, but like made it to one of the final rounds for governor's honors program, which is a Georgia thing. I think, mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, she's got enough choir experience to teach middle school choir, I think. Um, and so that job came open and then they called her and asked her to interview. And so I said, and so after she interviewed, it was the next day and I said, okay, would you, if given the options, would you rather teach elementary that you've got all this experience in now at a school you might not be comfortable at or go to a more comfy school doing something you've not done in a while and you've only had really one class in, in college. 
Um, but then they called her and offered the, her the job. And she was like, I mean, a job's a job. So yes. Mm-hmm. Um, with choir. Yeah. So she's okay. doing middle school choir. Um, but I've like compiled a list already of like, okay, here's the people you want to check with. And one of my good friends, her kids goes, go to my school and I take them to her school every afternoon, but she also plays bassoon, just like my student teacher and is teaching chorus now. I was like, well, you just need to talk to her because I feel like y'all are, you know, the same person, just in different Mm -hmm. realms of life. Um, and then I, you know, put her in contact with other people. So I'm like, believed that she is employed and I don't have the pressure of like making sure she walks out of here with a job so did she do a secondary placement was it with band or orchestra no did she 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 just did elementary really that's I don't know why yeah because so through our university so she went to the school or goes to the school that I went to Mm -hmm. um because I stayed in town and the vocal people we did a split placement. So at that point it was 16 weeks. So I did 11 weeks elementary, five weeks high school, but the instrumental people either do elementary or secondary. And I don't know why that's the rule, but our instrumental music ed professors, we have two, there's an instrumental and vocal. Um, he resigned and moved um, early in the school school year but like he stuck around for a little bit in the fall so we've not I don't think they've replaced him yet and so the vocal prof- music ed professor has had to place all of these student teachers from both sides of the group mm. um so I'm like I don't know why they don't just while they're all under her you know surveillance like why don't they just change it to that everybody does split yeah um so I don't know that's confusing because then it's so she's only had yeah. a semester of choral methods as far as mm-hmm. pedagogy but again i think she will survive you know oh, enough yeah. to get her feet in there and there were other choral like in choral music ed majors that interviewed there and didn't get it hmm. um so i'm like you know obviously they saw some potential yeah. in you. oh for sure and i mean also administrators just want to fill their position yeah um they don't I don't know how, how much they look into qualifications. Um, well, and a lot of the skills she's done in elementary music will be easily transferable to secondary yeah. music. So, um, I, I mean, especially middle yeah. school, just like if you have classroom management skills, like mm-hmm. that's really the, what it boils down to because can mm-hmm. you handle preteens? Mm. I thought that's what I wanted to do. I really honestly did. I got, um, I'm, I'm certified, you know, instrumental track. I was like, I'm just doing band, going to do middle school band. I played clarinet all the way through college and piano, but like clarinet, I I thought I'm going to do band. And when I did my student teaching with band, I, I, I did it at a small school. So I was able to do, it was like, you know, one of those schools that's so small that the elementary, middle and high school are all attached so I was literally able to do middle in high school and I loved it and then did my elementary placement and I liked it, but I don't think I connect, you know, we've talked about that before. I didn't connect with the right teacher. Um, so the only job opened up in middle school year was elementary music and then here I am. But yeah, I was like, I'm going to just do band. I don't want to do, I've heard so many people say that too. And now it's like, I can't see me doing that. It's so funny. That's <laughs> what like, I wanted to do high school choir. And I think a lot of it too is, it's both like your own personal experience at that level. So like 
I did not have that great of an elementary music teacher. Yeah. She was a fabulous musician. I love her as a person and as a musician, but she was not a good teacher. Mm-hmm. And then, so like when I was started college, I had just come out of high school choir and that was very much like my thing. I did all things music, all things choir in high school. And I was like, oh, well, it just makes sense to like start teaching what I just finished. Yeah. And then I observed a really good elementary music teacher in our district. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. what it can be. Right. I actually think I like that better. And my mom's a first grade teacher. Um, so I was like, you know, I think the younger kids part of it, I wasn't scared of. It was that I don't know what to teach them. Mm-hmm. And I saw her do it really well. I was like, oh, okay. That's what it could be. I think I'd rather do that. Yeah. Um, but you know, I didn't get to do that until I think that was junior year was when we did elementary methods. And so it was kind of like completely changed the course of what I wanted to do. But now I'm like, you I don't want to sit and rehearse the same pieces every day. No, thank you. <laughs> I know. Like, I feel like I would get so bored with that. I know. I know. Like you, it's hard to be creative in that thing. That's kind of what I really thrive with is like yeah. being creative, but also like allowing the kids to really mm-hmm. lean in. So. That is what's fun about elementary music is you're able to do something different every time you see the kids. If you want to do mm-hmm. instruments, great. If not, you don't have to. <laughs> like it's right. like you can you get to decide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, ladies. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You're, it's it's the, it was just a antidote it wasn't anything no go for it um I was gonna say I kind of fudged our student teaching I mean I didn't but I felt mm-hmm. like I did because I did do elementary and secondary but it was like middle school band fifth mm. sixth grade band so all I did was band and lessons that's all I did no like classroom teaching and like I was an mm-hmm. assistant marching band director and I volunteered to work at these camps and stuff it was all instrumental all the time oh yeah so that's where I thought I was gonna end up and like my student teacher my co-op um he was retiring and I was like well maybe I can get a job but they ended up dispersing his position amongst the music teachers that were already there yeah so I, yeah I was gonna say I'm kind of in the same boat as Katie, and I'm yeah. like, I I don't really have a sorry, no, you're <laughs> right. I don't really have a fear of like the kids, but it's like mm-hmm. I have zero clue. Like I had a semester of elementary methods, but we all know a semester is nowhere near no. enough. No, I'm hanging in there. So no, you're doing a great job. You really are, and it a lot of it is just about resiliency and not giving up. It's just like showing up. And not like, okay, this year, what did I learn? And Ashley, you're teaching during COVID, you know? So like huge kudos. Cause it's, this is not normal. It's been extremely difficult for me as the leader of this group to help y'all navigate through this too. It's just been like, well, I'm doing the best I can. That's all we can do is just not give up because it's very hard. Um, you know, I'm already thinking about like next school year and like, Will things go out to normal-ish? I don't know. I, you know, I think most schools will be back in person, but who knows anymore, you know? And then it's just kind of like, if anything, it's taught us just to kind of roll with the punches and just whatever. <laughs> I was talking to someone about that today um, when I said I was in that Zoom call and they were like, well, what kind of membership site do you have? And I was telling them and I said, well, ironically, I, I opened the doors a year before, no, nine months before COVID hit. And then it was like, 
everything I had planned was just like, well, wait a minute. I can't, this is not going to work. <laughs> so even what I've done with the lesson plan packs, like I feel like sometimes it's not enough. Like it, it is like adapt this lesson for virtual, but it's, it's so hard because there's so many teachers. Every time I have a conversation with a teacher inside of Harmony, someone has a different teaching situation or it's changed. I'm like, aren't you still on a cart? No. I'm like, what? When did that change? So it's just so hard, like helping navigate, like it's just been insanity. So, um, anyways, do you got you guys know Emma Lesky? She she has the podcast Anna Kruzik, and um, so her and I become kind of virtual friends, and we were like voice texting last night, and she said the same thing. She's like, I literally don't know how else to like what else to say and i said i don't either i said all you can keep doing is showing up because um you know and like part of me is a little discouraged like there are not, is not more turn up turnout to these calls or in the face katie and i have noticed the facebook group and those of you watching the replay none of this is to make you feel bad or guilty at all um but the facebook group engagement but i also is going down but i also notice groups i'm in that are not even music teaching groups the engagement's gone down and I actually had a conversation with someone today who runs a membership site for like, I don't even remember what she said, but something totally, it was like a random producers or something. And she's like, I literally am the only one in there ever posting anything. And I said, you know what? It's this year. It's, and I told her, I said, I honestly have been, you know, trying every single approach besides like um, sending smoke signals in the, in the clouds to try to get more, more conversations going. But I've let that go because Part of it, I feel like, is, and Ashley, you you know, you can attest to this, and Katie, you as well, is the exhaustion you're feeling. The last thing you want to do at the end of the day is get back on social media. Um, I know for me, I am not on Facebook much anymore. I'm not talking about our group, but like at all in general. I just am like, at the end of the day, I'm like shutting everything down and I'm like, I'm done. I don't even care. I don't want to be on social media. And so I think, I think the engagement's down everywhere because everybody's just exhausted. So at the end of the day, the last thing people want to do is, and I think, I think it's going to pick back up. I really do. I think once teachers are majority are back in the classroom and are wanting to show back up and things start feeling a little bit more normal-ish, we're going to see a little bit of a shift. And so it's just about riding this wave out. I mean, for everybody in all seasons and all situations in life and home and work, it is just tough. And it's just about not giving up. And so just kind of want to end it with that. Any closing remarks from either of you ladies before we go? Just see your tiredness. I'm going to let y'all go to bed. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Well, you guys have a good night and I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you.